to Rick Radio Community News Desk episode 20. I'm Jennifer Gannon. On the programme today, uh, we talk with Karen Flood about the cafe here in the community centre and to Pat Kane from Stella Maris Rowing Club. But first, I caught up with Charles Takaberry of Tai Chi Your Way, who runs a class in the community centre every week. Charles, you run the really popular Tai Chi class that takes place here in the community centre every Wednesday at half ten. Now, I know that you're winding down for the season um, in the next couple of weeks, but could you just tell us, because it has just grown legs and become so popular, uh, what is Tai Chi exactly? Yeah, um, Tai Chi has been around for a long time, really. Uh, in China, it's been around for hundreds of years, so and the Chinese kind of kept out, kept at it. It, it works for them. So uh, it came to Ireland probably in the eighties or nineties, and then it's been gradually getting uh, more popular. Um, it yoga is probably more popular, mm. um, and that's fine. But uh, Tai Chi is very good for um, maybe older people. Uh, it doesn't you don't have to do any lying down much. It's all okay. sitting or standing. Um, there's kind of like a lot of leeway allowed. Um, but it's a it's a great it's a great exercise class. Just slow and gentle, and, and just get the body. It's about maybe circulation. Mm. Um, not about fitness. It's about health and circulation, really. So so just get different parts of the body working, uh, get more better flow through different parts of the body. Um, that in turn then helps kind of stress levels, um, helps the nervous system a lot. So people sleep problems and stuff like that. Mm. Um, uh, also. Over time, now this will be longer term, um, very good for, for bone and joint problems. Uh, chronic things, Tai Chi is good for chronic chronic things. Yeah, for long term kind yeah, of, yeah. 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 Where, there's, where there's an imbalance in the body really, that, that you know, Western tablets and stuff don't, don't mm. really, they don't really get that. They're, they're good for, for certain issues uh, that, they can, that they can truly identify. But things like sleep and stuff are, are usually like a mixture of, there's a mixture of things going on. Mm. And Tai Chi is good for for getting at that mixture, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it's a lot, it's about like small movements, is it or small movements? I don't think even quite big. Uh, a lot of Tai Chi movements are based on animal movements. Okay. So you've uh, the Chinese would, you know, the masters years ago would watch um, animals, and certain animals actually have, have great skills. Like mm. Tigers are really strong. Uh, cranes are really, you know, sort of um, agile and yeah, yeah, it's just lovely. Um, snakes have their own kind of. So, uh, so Tai Chi actually uses, they would observe animals and then use animal movements as a, like, a bit like dance, you know, like a yeah. symbolic use of the, but um, so that gives you a wide, a wide range of movement really, it gives you, you know, things that are high up, low down, spread out together, uh, all sorts of things really, and that's, the Tai Chi is the investigation of all those types of movements mm. over time, it's start with simple stuff naturally, uh, but over, t- over time and over a long years, you it, it can get quite complex, yeah. So do you think that's what the appeal kind of a Tai Chi is in the way of it's not, as you said, like yoga, it's not, you're not like doing anything too intensely pressured, but you're doing enough to make a difference within yes, yourself. Yes, yes, Tai Chi, tai chi is about, um, not only about doing exercise, but recovery. So so a lot of, a lot of um, you know, a lot of sports and, and, and fitness people, they do a lot of work, but actually they don't leave time for recovery. 
So, so recovery is a big part of actually getting stronger and better. Um, tai Chi is this kind of idea that you balance work and relaxation. So if you, if you balance 50-50, if you walk 50% in a class and stay relaxed 50%, that's a, that's a really good optimal of getting enough exercise, but without, without draining yourself. Mm. I mean, a lot of people that come into the class uh, sometimes they told me, oh, I, I, I come in, I'm, I'm tired today, you know. Yeah. But by the end of the class, they're actually better than when they come in. <laughs> because actually of this 50-50 balance between work and, and relaxation. And that movement then, like just yeah, the... Yeah, it, it needs, it seems the body needs, it needs the movement to yeah. stimulate it a bit, to, to recover and to, and, to, and to regenerate. But then if you don't, I mean, you know, if somebody just sleeps all day, the body won't regenerate and won't get better. It just it doesn't have the incentive, yeah. Yeah. So this fifty fifty balance seems to be you know, the right balance to get get the body doing what it needs to do right, and then uh, for the for the mind and the emotions and all just to calm down and also the nervous system. I mean, mm. Um, uh, we kind of forget, you know, we kind of work on on the body and maybe the emotions and the mind, but actually what Tai Chi does is it works on the nervous system, and if you can change your nervous system, you change everything. So, miles and miles of nervous system in your body miles so and they're linking everything they link your mind to your body they link your mind to your emotions your organs your blood circulation everything so what Tai Chi does is actually walk a lot through the nervous system and if, if I can if I can make the, the nervous system calm and relaxed and work really smoothly that eventually kicks on into the mind into the body the thought patterns start changing uh, you know the heart will slow down mm. different organs start working better the digestion works better so, so a lot of, a lot of uh, initially the phase is to actually um, to clear out the nervous system of, of existing stress. Mm. Yeah, so we all carry stress, like, so, and that's just, and we need so much stress because yeah. we need to get us up and running. Exactly, yeah. But, um, but when it gets chronic or when what happens is sometimes the body can't get rid of the stress. So what happens is it becomes a backlog of stress. And of course now it, it, it's starting to, it's not in the moment now. It's, mm. it, there's, there's, there's a backlog over years I mean even the pandemic I was just going to say that yeah there's a lot of, there a lot of stress yeah. long term stress yeah Yeah. and so our bodies actually will will cope with it and adapt to it and everything but actually um, there, there will be there will be and some people more than others some people get more affected than, by things than others and that's that's okay too yeah um, but, but to clear out the nervous system and to make the nervous system calm and smooth uh, as I say, is is a real hack into how to yeah um get the whole system uh better, you know yeah uh, and and kind of as I said retrain yourself retrain, retrain yeah. your thinking and yes yes yeah, yeah. It, it it's it helps to retrain the thinking then if you as I say that if once you get back to a a relaxed nervous system you sort of have a blank page mm. and now now newer habits will go in easier exactly yeah rather than the body trying to the body, you know, the body, like anything else in the mind also, um, uses habit. Yeah, so the mind gets into certain thought pattern habits. The body gets into certain postural habits. And they're ab- adaptations. Uh, and they, ca- they actually are, can be useful during the time of when when it is, yeah. Mm. I mean, during the pandemic, I slept a lot. A lot more than I sleep normally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people were the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, you, so? if you could sleep, if you weren't so anxious that your mind was going all the time, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, sometimes during the pandemic, the sleep wasn't wasn't good quality. Exactly, actually, yeah. Even though we had lots of time to rest and recover, 
we were still very anxious in the yeah. about what was going on. Mm. So it was a very a very strange mix of things going on. We weren't allowed to do things really. Uh, and then at the same time, there was a lot of background stress going on. Mm. So, um, and I see that in class. It's like people are, are still recovering from, from the pandemic. Really, yeah. On some level, yeah. And I think like from being indoors a lot and maybe not being around people a lot and then, you know, just not having that, like also space to compartmentalise things, like to go, I'm going to go here for an hour to do this or whatever. And I think that really helps your mind as well, like to know that I'm going to head here and, and do some Tai Chi and then that's my time for this. You don't really yes. have that during the pandemic. No, it, it was very, very fluid. All very Yeah. Fluid. Like, you know, and uh, again, humans seem to need a mixture of structure. This balance again between structure and non-structure. Mm. So, but the pandemic was a was a whole period of non-structure, really. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, stopping us doing things that are really a natural part of our, our social element. You know. Exactly. Not meeting people and stuff. We, we kind of I think we've got to we learned actually how valuable it is to to socialize and be with people. You know? Yeah. So completely. Done that, but. During the time now, it wasn't easy, I don't think. No. For many of us, you know. And how did you yourself come to Tai Chi? Um, I, uh, I I was interested in martial arts. From mm. I, I, I grew up in the Bruce Lee era, you know. Okay, yeah. So, uh, and Bruce Lee was far from Tai Chi now. I always found it in And he used lots of ideas from it. But uh, I um, from that then, I, I got into Taekwondo, which was the fir- kind of the first martial art that came to Ireland, really. And that was good fun. We had we had great crack there. Um but already, well, as I as I got a bit older, then I I kind of um, I I, I felt I needed something different, mm. and um, so I come on Tai Chi. I was this was down in Wexford now. I was growing up in Wexford, so there was a chap after coming from London, and he was he was after setting up in Wexford. He was a he was a um, a conductor actually, at school of music. So oh wow, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, was, very interesting. He'd, he'd, yeah, yeah, no, he he learned classical music and stuff, and and that, but. He'd found, again, for him, the Tai Chi helped um, teaching music and stuff like that. The, the movements and, like, yeah, that kind of... Yeah, even, even actually the, the principles of teaching. Yeah. Tai Chi is kind of a certain way of teaching. Okay. Um, and the, it's, it's, it's all related to Tai Chi. So you, in Tai Chi, it's a sort of a... You're trying to use the same principles for everything, mm. whether, you're, whether you're working with yourself, whether you're talking to somebody else, whether you're teaching a group, whether you're interacting in a shop there we work we try to integrate certain ways of of thinking and of being yeah so so there's like a f- whole philosophy and a yeah, mindset behind it as yeah, well it like yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's gradual that's that's yeah gradual, you know so uh, and it 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 can be just a, it can be just a class and enjoy it but over time actually i think most people's mind um is is changed also a little bit for the better yeah mm. you know we, we we become less more forgiven maybe more more adaptable um, more flexible maybe more patient I think there's a, patient, there's yeah. something about the movements like those kind of movements in Tai Chi that it actually just makes you slow down it makes you kind of consider your body in ways that maybe you hadn't before yes yes uh, lots of people over the years uh, I remember one man um, and he was a he was a karate instructor actually but uh, he was he was in his sixties or seventies when he come to me for he wanted to recover. So some lots of martial artists, you know, they, they get hip and knee problems, mm. repetitive strain. Other sports people too, um, but uh, he wanted to recover and, and get himself healthier. And um, he, I remember him saying to me, oh, "I said Charles, I've been going to the doctor for years." He says, "Yeah." 
He says, never knew where my kidneys were. He said, only when I come to the tight teeth last night. Because when you, cause I explain things. So you, you, there's no yeah. point in talking about the kidneys unless you know where they are. You know? Yeah. So, so I'd be going, well, this is where your kidneys are. This is where your liver is. This is where you are. He says, Jay, he said, this is the first place I've ever come to where I realised where my kidneys were. So that's great. Where you go? So you'll know if you get hit in them. That's where it is. So, uh, so, but, uh, so that's so it's a mix of everything. I mean, it's a it's a it's a, fit, it's a head class, but also it's, it it you know gives people uh, information mm. to understand themselves better and to understand you know where different places are in their body, you know what what's going on, um, and that gives you a heads up. Then you know you you, you can um, you know I remember a woman now years and years ago she came to me, and we were doing an exercise, and she came up to me after she said, oh shit I do this exercise. I get I get this bit bit of pain here. No, I says and that actually that shouldn't really happen. I said, I said go to your doctor now and get an extra on that area. Mm. Uh, the woman had breast cancer. Oh my God! But because the exercise is showing it up so early. Yeah. She's living well, living at this. Wow, uh, that's amazing. So, so but but the, the touch she had helped to to pull it up to the surface mm. with the slowness and the relaxation the awareness yeah she became aware oh, actually oh, okay. something that's There's different something that's yeah right here and so Tai Chi's great for that also I mean you don't want it for that actually you did <laughs> uh, perfectly but naturally it's better to catch an illness early than mm. catch it late and that's the thing we were saying about awareness, just it kind of, especially like you're saying, if you're in recovery as well, it's, it's very good for, you know, making you kind of go back into like, well, trying to get back into normal life even. Yeah. Yes, yes. And uh, it, it's about that gradual process of, of, of getting back. We, as I say, um, the body sort of needs its time, you know, it, it and in the present kind of tradition or the, tr- the present kind of era, it's all about go, go, go. Yeah. And it's become a kind of a 24-hour go, go, go. Mm. And a lot of exercise classes are kind of work in conjunction with that kind of feeling of, you know, pressure, stress, move, you know, yes. achieve, all that kind of stuff. Like, And yes. and then you have something like Tai Chi, which is totally different. Totally now. different. It can take people a few classes now to uh, to come around to the way of, of, it's quite a different way of working. Mm. And so the mind can be thrown for a while thinking, like, oh, I don't know what to make of this class, really. Yeah. And that's fine. That's fine. Uh, tai Chi is a, is a uh, Tai Chi sort of grows on you. Mm. You don't necessarily like it the first few classes. <laughs> uh, I remember even, even in my first year, thinking, do I actually like this or not? And I wasn't sure. So I kept going. Lucky I did. But, uh, <laughs> but it didn't appeal to me straight off the bat. Yeah, it's so different than the way we normally think and work, that uh, the mind and the emotions can be thrown a bit by going. Oh, I don't think I like this, but actually, I know now. Again, students come up to you all the time and said, "I'm glad I stuck with it," you know. Mm. And uh, I remember somebody saying, "Ah, oh, the first ten weeks, I didn't know what to make of this." She said, "And but she said during the day when I'd finished my class, I was I was always feeling better. I was in a better mood. I slept better that night." So she said, oh, I'm going to keep it up. I like it a lot. I'm going to keep this up. And kept it up she did and still at it, you know. So. That's it. And it's so popular. It's become so popular here with your classes in the community centre that it has just grown and grown and you see more and more people joining or wanting to join. So you were finished up now for uh, around July 20th. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah. Class. David, David and Dublin City Council, great. They, they, uh, they put in the effort to get the class up and running and, and stuff like that. So fair juice to David and that gang there now. So so great. Um, but we finished up, yeah, July the 20th is the last class. 
uh, and then probably start back in September again. That's it. So if you are considering if it's something that you are maybe toying with and are interested in, then you have the whole summer to think about joining up, but it will be available then back here in September. It will be, yeah. Even even the, the class is not, um, is not, say, moving along at a great pace. We're, we're practicing much the same things each week. So even now, if people wanted to come and get a taster for a class, okay. Yeah. Before September the 20th, they're, they're more than welcome. Just pop in. Just um, pop in and do one class, half ten, I think, on Wednesday. Yeah, half ten on a Wednesday, yeah, so that's perfect. That would be great for people, I think, just to, as you said, get a taste of what it's like and it experience it and yeah. see and maybe think about it if they wanted to come in September. Yeah, that'd be it. As I say, Chi is more, uh, it's, a, it's a longer term thing, so it doesn't necessarily heal things and cure things and it'll change things right from the beginning, but, but subtly. Mm. And... Um, but, but it's more a long-term thing, really, that, you you know, if you, if you tackle it, do it for six months or a year or whatever. And, you know, in that year, then you'll notice the changes, like, yeah. So slowly but surely, that's what it's about. It's about slowly making slowly. those gains in a very measured way, babe. Yeah, a lot of a lot of it, again, is, is not about making gains. It's about making one gain and keeping it. Which is a great philosophy because <laughs> yeah, I think so, we get so caught up in having to change everything about ourselves yeah, no, sometimes. No, it's about doing, changing one thing maybe in a, in a class or on a day, but actually focus on keeping that day. And gradually over time then the, the good habits that you're, you're, you're keeping accumulate into a, a different a different way of, 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 of living your day basically, yeah. Which is all any of us would like to I think yeah. at this stage like yeah. but I do always notice that when the ladies are finished they're always in much better form and they, they seem like they're ready to tackle the rest of their days for yeah, sure yeah yeah they're, they're a great guy they're, they're, it's, a, it's a really it's a lovely it's a lovely group now and everybody's welcome it's, 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 just, it's, it's a great they're a great they're a great group you know great group so there you go if you do want to join in as we said he, the class they're finishing July 20th but if you want to pop down Wednesday at half 10 to check out what it's all about then you can before they restart in September. So Charles, thanks very much for coming in to talk to us. Ah, thanks for having me. Hello, I'm Derek Buckley, Lord Mayor of Ringsend and Irish Town, and you are listening to the Community News Desk on Rick Radio. I'm joined by Pat Kane of Stella Maris Rowan Club. You are very welcome. Thank you. And you're now in the middle of rowing season. Yeah, pretty much. There was a couple of races and regattas cancelled earlier in the season, but we're now well into it now and looking ahead for our own regatta now on the 10th of July. And for the regattas, how big are they usually? How many people are usually involved in, in those? Because they seem like they're a huge deal. Well, yeah, it, it, it seems to be growing now in, in recent years in that we've got a couple of new clubs on board. So, you know, from Balbriggan, Scaries, you know, the, the couple in Ring's End, um, Dunleary, Dawkey, Greystones, Wicklow, better not leave anyone out here now. Yeah. Uh, and Bray as well. So it, it's it's all along the East Coast. It is growing all the time. We, on average, I suppose, put 19, 20 crews out in each regatta. Some crews, some clubs are, are similar, some slightly smaller than that. But yeah, it, it would be fair to say it's grown. It's a, there's, good, there's good numbers generally yeah. in it these days. Anyhow, yeah. And are you seeing an uptick in just people wanting to get involved and join in rowing itself? Or is it developing like post-pandemic wise? Are you seeing that happening? Yeah, we, we would have noticed this year, particularly coming through social media platforms, etc., that um, we were certainly getting interest in rowing by individuals who wouldn't have otherwise came to us. They're not necessarily local. And I think historically, air clubs, both ourselves and the, the St. Patrick's, they'd probably agree, are 
the majority of our members came from the local community. Mm. So now we're we're certainly attracting more people, you know, in ones and twos from from outside the the local area, which is good. Sometimes we're not totally set up to be able to cater for them, but we're doing our best at the moment, and, and it is it's forcing us into a bit of a change. But it's great, it's progressive, and we're moving on. That's it, and like as you said, because it's like such a huge tradition here in Ringsend, and there is. The many, there's a few rivalries and rowing yeah, clubs. I, I, well, look, Rings End is Rings End. I mean, you're you're often recognised by who you're out for or what club you support. You're either blue or you're green, and that's fine. That's great. Historically, it's brilliant. One club needs the other. I, I doubt very much either club would probably exist too well if the other club wasn't there because we keep each other on our toes so well, mm. and it keeps the whole thing competitive. But um, you know, it is the the, the area is grown. I mean, the IGB site down the road is going to be developed in the next couple of years. You know, there's going to be populations in there, probably people who won't know anything about Rowan, anything about the history, you know, and if we can provide facilities for them and offer them opportunities, great. And for those that don't really know about the history, maybe they, they aren't familiar that much with the Rowan Club itself. How did it, you know, what is the history then? Give us a little part of history of Stella Morrison. Well, you know, the, the history is always very vague because so <laughs> many people uh, pretend they know what happened and what happened. I mean, there's obviously everybody knows there's two clubs in Ring's End. How that came to be is always a matter of conjecture. You know, the Patrick will say they're, they're, they're a year ahead of the Stella. You know, down the Stella, they will say, well, how could one club exist without the other if it was always just a Ring's End club before that? So, look... We all know something <laughs> happened in the 30s where there was a traditional rings end row. Something happened. Two clubs came out of it and that's where we were at. And I don't really want to get into any more than that because somebody will come along and know you were wrong about that. What we want to know is which one is Liam and which one is Noel. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's blue or green and that's all you're going to get out of me at the moment. Like, you know. And what, how did you yourself get involved in rowing? Well, I was from the Pigeon House Road and the Stella Maris traditionally was from that, that end of the town. And I wouldn't have considered wrong for anyone else. I mean, I grew up, my mother shouted for the Stella. I couldn't wait till I was old enough to get in a boat. And we, we got involved from, I'd say, it was about 11. Wow. So that's not today or yesterday now, you know. And do you find that, like, that's the age, that's the, the best age for kids to get involved is well, around well, 11, 12? Was, when I got involved, there was, you know, there was only races from under 14. So you're around 11 or 12 when you started off. Uh, now we've got under 12 races. And in, in a couple of regattas, they actually run under 10. So those kids are younger again. And we have kids in the club eight or nine years of age now starting off. So it's great. Wow. And you try and help them out. You make special oars for them and you do Amazing. everything just to keep encouraging them. You know, but it certainly wasn't the case when I started, but there was far fewer races. Mm. Like ladies, for example, would have had one race when, when I first started wrong. Now they've got representation at every level. Yeah, I was going to ask equal, that. Yeah, the same as the men. Great. So from 14, 16, 18, up to intermediate, junior and senior, does the equivalent male and female races. Which is brilliant. Historically, there was only ever one ladies' race. So it's brilliant. It's a, it's a great development and only right, to be fair, you know. Yeah, and it, that's the thing you're saying. It is expanding. It is growing, like, yeah. all the time. So it's 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 something that is, yeah, a great tradition, but it is being passed on and also it is kind of expanding. Yeah, I, I think it, it's it's certainly grown. It, most clubs hit peaks and troughs. Sometimes you, you get a few years where you're doing really, really well. Numbers might fell off a bit, you know, for a year mm. or two and then it bounces back. But in general terms, the trend is upwards anyway and it, it certainly has grown overall, like, you know. And how is the terrible weather of late affecting you guys then? Well, as I said to you earlier, as we've we've had a couple of regattas, both um, Fingal and Scaries and Doggy. So that, that was three regattas went by way of the weather with whatever small craft warnings, the northeasterly winds, different things happened to us and we lost three races, uh, three regattas at the start of the season. 
Uh, unfortunately, two of the clubs are, have been unable to get a date where they can refix. One of them has, which is great, but that's going out into late, well, in, certainly into early or mid-August before mm. we can go again. But it's grand. We're still under three or four anyway ahead of us, as well as that one. There's other events that to be doing. And um, what are these other events that might be coming up then for people to yeah, well, be aware of even? Yeah, well, the, there's, most clubs will have their own, call it charity event. I mean, traditionally in the Stella, we do a thing called the, the Whole Bro. I think over the, I mean, David Doyle, one of our members, has been very, very instrumental in, in organising that. He's, it's David's show, pretty much. And I think over the last number of years, we've raised in excess of 80 grand for different charities. Wow. So that's great. Now, all the clubs throw in, they all come along. We all row up and down the Liffey to the Lighthouse, up to the, the Custom House, and have a bit of crack for the day. And everybody gets sponsored, and we raise money for nominated, two nominated charities generally each year. So that's our one. Um, Dundee do a, a hobbler's row I'm not sure whether there's a charity attached to that but that's a big long row around Dublin Bay I see Doggy this year are doing one for uh, I think they had a bit of a tragedy one of their members died I think they're doing something for the, the Kevin Bell repatriation fund mm. so they're doing one I'm not sure the course yet but they're doing that Scary's do one around Rockabill Lighthouse and you know more times than not somebody they attach a charity to it but they're just fun rows more than anything well you know, halfway through them, you don't think they're very fun, <laughs> but, you know, they're, they're, they're too late at that fun. stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it starts off as fun, halfway through, it's very, very not fun anyway. You know? <laughs> and then just with that, because we were saying that you're there is some with the weather you, you miss out mm. on uh, certain events. Is there any, there's no way you can kind of even make up for them because it is such a tight kind of yeah, frame no. for rowing like every no, I, season. I, I, think, every I think we're not going to make up for them, but like we, we didn't stop rowing. I think we're blessed in a way in Rings End and that, you know, we're sheltered, we're on the river so we can get out rowing most nights anyway I think when our, our, our colleagues along the coast are sitting in their, their sheds or their harbours and they can't really get out because of the weather it very rarely affects us mm. so we were kind of blessed in that way although the actual event was cancelled it didn't stop us rowing each night so well, it was a bit of a disappointment we just got on with it anyway you know? and if people are looking and they are interested in getting involved what would they need to know if they're like not young kids but say if they're older and they're thinking in terms of fitness how would they get involved? Is there something that they need to know before they come down to have a look? Or no, I, I think anyone who, who gets in touch with us does contact numbers and, and email addresses and, and whatever on all our social but media But do they platforms. need to be like a certain level of fitness? No, or? no we, we take everything from complete beginners who've never seen an order in their life to people who have rode in the past and, you know, they'd like to get back into it mm. and anyone else in between. Um, you know, there's three, if you like, there's three disciplines of rowing that we have that we can offer people. Obviously, there's our traditional wooden East Coast skiffs, which is our bread and butter main event in the club. And we all, I think, the vast majority of people prefer that. There is the coastal, coastal rowing. We have the bow. We don't use it that often, to be fair. We do use it sometimes for training kids. But there is competitions for that type of boat as well. Nationally, we can go to one or two. And then there's the new type of FISA, as we call it. It's offshore rowing. There are similar to what you would see in the Olympics okay. in that the seats slide in them they're, they're low to the water and we are starting to see a good interest in that now there is people coming to us specifically saying they'd like to take part in that they've seen it before on television and is that and because they have their eye on getting into professionally wanting to well, represent the, or the, anything like yeah, that the, the FISA offshore has the potential or looks like it's going to be an Olympic sport right and because it's going to be an Olympic sport there is a certain level of interest in it um I would say locally around the area, 
probably not a huge interest in it because obviously skiffs are where we're at. Yeah. Um, but anyone knocking on our door or getting on the phone to us at the moment have been asking, can I have a, a go at that? Do you have that? Can you let me have a go at that? And we're saying, yeah, certainly. Now, we've only got one of the boats. We're hoping in the near future to maybe have more than one. But at the moment, we've got one. But And anyone that comes down, we're more than happy to allow them out in it. We have guys who come in and help us do a bit of coaching in it because it's not something we're overly familiar with. Mm. It's not our bread and butter, as I say. But um, and it's, it's going relatively well. We have a small core group of people now who that's their thing. They don't do the other own. They do that and that only. And it's, yeah, that's fine too. So they could have some future... Well, yeah, they like to tell us that, you know, we we could have some future Olympic uh, star. I'm not so sure that's ever, it's not going to happen in the short term. I think think the the transfer over of the the guys from the river rowing are are so much more suited to doing that, that they will always be ahead of us. Mm. That's certainly in the near future. That doesn't mean that somebody who's 12 years of age now and takes that up somewhere down the line may not be and we would hope and if we would hope to be able to facilitate that if if that's possible you know exactly so you could have somebody at home who's an a future olympian yeah we could have somebody walking across ringsend park at the moment deciding which club they're going to go to (laughs) and could actually be a a, a future olympian yeah in theory that's the case yeah there you go um and so like just with that like is there any because it is it's a very like intense team Mm. sport and how what is the best way to get into that like mindset for people then if the well it's it's it, it is very intense and it's i think if you're not familiar with it it's very difficult to to convey that to people we would have for example we would have a novice ladies crew in our club mm. completely new to the sport they're not they're not teenagers they're not early 20s they're a little bit older and came down and said we'd like to try rowing we've all done different sports throughout our lives you know various different ones can we have a go at this absolutely they took off grand lovely we're, we're, we're doing a nice bit of casual social rowing it's brilliant but we'd like to try a race no matter how much you would tell somebody <laughs> the level of intensity that it's going to be they just they, they can't understand it yeah it is full-on you know it's you've, you've heard the saying from the, the guys in the in the olympics the o'donovans you know pull like a dog essentially that's what you do <laughs> for for Eight minutes on the short course races or 15, 16 minutes on the long course races. And that's, there's no getting away from it. Yeah. Hard as you can, start to finish. Whoever's ahead of the finish, good luck to them. <laughs> and then you're, you're in the middle. You, there's nothing you can do. No, like you no, can't give up. You, that's it. Once you go out, if you give it, it's, it's, it's when you're looking at somebody across your oar on the other boat, who's going to give in first? It's always been the way and it always will be the way. And it, it should be like that. Yeah. And when talking about the brothers there and how big that was for Ireland and, and how huge that was publicity wise for Rowan was there any did you feel a surge after that yeah, at I, all I, or? I, I think well, obviously we're a different code and a different type of Rowan but it will, yeah it definitely put Rowan in the window much mm. more than would have been before there were people who would never have considered it before now suddenly considered it and you know and the benefits to go to it I mean it's, it's, it's a full on fitness sport it keeps mm. you healthy and you know it, it's hard work so I think it definitely by having them highlighted the fact that, that rowing was something that we could do and by extension people start to look deeper into rowing well there's different types of rowing as well there's not mm. only the, the river rowing that we see there. there's other stuff that we can do we can do some social stuff if we like and we can compete if we like and we can compete in different boats I think that's brilliant I think that you know if we can facilitate people to do whatever they want to do and keeps them happy keeps them fit you know keeps them healthy well brilliant yeah and that's the thing I think like we were just saying so much like over the past while just with post lockdown post pandemic and people just wanting to 
get out there and challenge themselves maybe mm. a bit more and just get back into fitness and as you said it's a whole yeah, body we, workout yeah, basically we, we, were, we, we were we were lucky Th- throughout the, the pandemic we, we actually managed to keep going somewhere I mean we, we had Luke O'Neill down with us at one stage doing a photo shoot for something and he was he was photo shoot down at the Pool Bay Yacht Club and he, we actually the photo, one of the photos was taken in one of our skiffs and Luke O'Neill gave us our blessing and he said that day he said it's a socially distanced sport we were we were <laughs> <laughs> happy to take him up on that like but it, it, that said we did manage to keep going throughout mm. the pandemic to a degree obviously there was no competitions there was no big huge gatherings it put manners on us the way we had to organize ourselves in that we you know it did allow us to to arrange agendas and to arrange timetables much better so that people around the place and it actually probably made our clubs more organized i would yeah. suspect to a certain degree but we did manage to keep people at it and keep them out. And I think it was great for Which is people's great. mental well-being and so on, you know. Yeah, and like just the discipline of it and then mm. also being, as you said, the ability to be able to still get out there and to still kind of socialise even in the small part where people yeah. made such a big difference. Well, I did, it, it, you know, just to be able to do something, we managed to be able to just keep going in some small way was brilliant right, right throughout. I think it was only a very small part of the hour in the very early stages of the pandemic that we couldn't, we were totally restricted. But after that, once we got going, we pretty much pushed on through throughout. Which probably made the teams tighter, stronger, more together, like better camaraderie, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, it, it held. It certainly held our numbers doing it up. Like yeah, we, we didn't, we didn't see any fall off after the pandemic. We still held on to the amount of crews that we had, and you know, and certainly, as you say, it did make everybody tighter. There was a bit of crack when I was all. I won't say it was over and done with because we'll never say it's over and done with <laughs> but you know when we saw the back of it to a degree it did make everybody that little bit tighter you know mm. we all realised that we'd, we'd come through something that was that was tough on us individually it was tough on the club and it was tough on everyone collectively and you know the support that we were able to give each other was brilliant Now we d- mentioned a lot of tough full body workout intense all yeah. those kind of words but what for you what do you get out of Rowan that is where does the enjoyment for you come from? Well, for me, it's the sense of belonging and just being involved. I would have, as I said to you, I, I grew up down on the Pigeon House Road. For me, being involved in, in rowing, particularly the Stella Maris, was where it was always at. I was kind of, if you kind of like, you were kind of proud to be involved with that. Mm. And it was that was the club you were attached to. That's the club you were associated to. I mean, there's probably people around who would be able to tell you instantly whether I was involved with the Stella or not. Yeah, no, he's with Stella Maris. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, I think the sense of belonging of it and the sense of attachment to the club. You know, I'll be Stella mm. Maris till the day I die. Mm. That there'll be no question of that one way or the other, okay? And I'm happy to be that. And I think for that that alone, aside from the, you know, the benefits and the enjoyment you get of racing, sometimes you win and more times you lose, you know, that's all great crack. But it's just a sense of the belonging of the people involved, the people you've met. And the people you're involved with, they, they would all be friends for life. Mm. You know, most of them would be neighbours, you'd know them all anyway. <laughs> but yeah, but you would still, in 90% of what's in the club, you would so- associate it with being close enough friends. The sort of people you'd knock on their door when you're in trouble. And you'd have no trouble, they'd knock on your door if they were in trouble mm. as well. Like, you know, so that's the sort of... It's, it's very community based that's, that's the wrong. thing that's what we're saying here. It's all about community and yeah. that's what we're trying to promote here. And I think that's a great way to talk about, uh, yeah, the row in itself. So... Who can join and when can you join and he- and like what are the fees like if you want to get involved? Well, join you can join any time. 
we've got to a stage now where we're pretty much 12 months of the year. Now, we're not underwater, obviously, 12 months of the year. It's, it's a bit covered. But we do have stuff going to the gym, you know, rowing machine classes and done something. And we we have a bit of fun with that. And yeah. well, it's not necessarily fun sometimes when you're in the middle of it. No, sometimes it's when certainly, I'm... It, it's certainly enjoyable. And we do get in a good uptake of it. And, you know, new people come along and are happy to get involved in that, knowing that, obviously, well, I can get started here. They can get underwater in another couple of months. Certainly from... October, November through to about February, end of February, we're kind of indoors only. And then after that, we're on the water for the whole. And time. indoors wise, you have a newish club that is... Yeah, we, we, we have a great club. It was, you know, the, the, I wasn't on the committee when it was, was getting built originally. That one, I was, I was there around, but certainly wasn't involved. In it, and, and they deserve great credit for, for the work that they put in and in, in doing that. And we've, we have a wonderful club. You know, mm. there's a, an upstairs gym in it, which is fully kitted out downstairs meeting room or hall and kitchen facilities and showers and a whole lot so i think we're we're well kitted for what we want we have a boathouse beside it that can take the six gifts we have anyway and you know it's, it's brilliant and bringing new i think when you bring new people down to, it's very evident that they're you know there's, there's a bit of a wow factor it's impressive you know, we're, yeah we're kind of happy to walk them around because you put the chest out this is great <laughs> like you know look, look what we have like you know and uh, it is a bit boasting but so what like if you're boasting if you're boasting a bit and, and you're trying to encourage people to join you well then great like you know? yeah so but yeah we've a two-story club gym upstairs and great best we, we like to claim it's the best views of the port in, in, in dublin and uh as I said, we, we get great use out of it now, like, you know, and as I said, we, we, we have people in it for the four or five months in the off season, which is, we're not on the water and it gets great use throughout the summer as well. So you can come down, have a look or you can talk to you guys and if you wanted to, to join in. Yeah, well, the, the normal format for joining, okay, and people will contact us through social media yeah there's phone numbers and there's email addresses on that so that's grand people sometimes people walk and boy see the place and pop in and say mm. is there anyone i can talk to i wouldn't mind getting involved which is great and what we usually do then is we if, if they've contacted us we'll invite them down we'll give them the tour of duty as we call <laughs> it like you know show them around the place this is what we have this is what we can offer we'd be delighted for you to come down you know people coming down on their own can be awkward so we try and if we can get three and four together suddenly we have a group that can yeah. train together get out together but um we turn no one away, absolutely no one. More than happy to see individuals coming down. And if anyone that wants to get involved, just get in contact with whatever number you can get on any of our platforms and we look after you from there, you know. You can also, if you want, and if you want more information, you can always contact us here at rickradio2020 at gmail.com. That's R-I-C-C radio2020 at gmail.com and we can pass on your details um, to Pat himself, which is no problem. Um, thanks so much for coming in and best of luck for the rest of the season, Lynn. Grant, thanks very much. Delighted to be here and it's a joy to talk to you. Thanks. You're listening to Rick Radio Community News Desk Podcast. We're here in the Retro Cafe with Karen. How's it going? She's already making stuff up for everybody. The smell is gorgeous. What are you in the middle of doing there, Karen? I'm just doing a breakfast. The breakfast is flying out the door. So the breakfast here will be the most popular yeah, yeah, yeah. Loads of regulars now that come in, but I want more customers to come down and try the breakfast. And what's in the breakfast? It's a normal fry. Yeah, bacon, yeah. egg, sausage, pudding, beans, toast, and tea. And how much is that?
and uh, can dress up do croissants with a bit of ham and cheese or bacon and cheese whatever you fancy them many times like That's I say they're amazing gym. and you're open from 10 until 12 every 10 until 2 sorry every yeah, day every yeah. day yeah Monday to Friday yeah and, so. and plans for more stuff. You're obviously doing little events as well. Oh you know? yeah, there's always stuff going on down in the centre. We had it uh, afternoon tea dance the other day. That went down brilliant. With little cakes, little cakes and yeah. all, yeah. If anyone ever wants to come down for a little afternoon tea with friends, they could bring up and order a couple of little cakes. And I think it's also the cheapest coffee, I would say, in this area, anyway, for oh, sure. Yeah, we're doing a vase of coffee, a latte is 270 and cappuccino, they're flying out as well. And I do loyalty cards as well. So for every eight coffee, is, every eight coffee is free. Brilliant, yeah. which is amazing. So, yeah, so I mean, it's oh, all here. lovely caninis as well now, they're new to the menu. And bagels. And bagels, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the caninis are selling well. And it's a gorgeous space to just come down and have a chat and meet up with people. If you're doing a class here or if you want to just come in and inquire about classes, as we said, the cafe's here, open from 10 until 2. And there's a few seats here and lovely photos of the area from back in the day. Yeah, and it's always a great atmosphere down in the cafe. Good chats. Yeah. Nice bit of gossip yeah. <laughs> always happens. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a million, Karen, for talking oh, to us. I and Brad, hope to see some of you dropping in to say hello. That's all from the community news desk for this week. My thanks to oh, I could hear myself. That's okay. I can go. That's all from the community news desk for this week. My thanks to Karen Floods, Pat Kane and Charles Tackerberry. And as always, thanks to Dylan on sound. If you have an event that you want to promote or you have any information or news you want to send us, our email address is rickradio2020 at gmail.com. That's R-I-C-C radio 2020 at gmail.com. If you could please allow two weeks notice if you have an event because this is a pre-recorded podcast and it's not live. Um, I will talk to you next week. Keep safe. And from myself, Jennifer Gannon and the rest of the team, thanks, goodbye and have a great week.